let's do that hockey. Welcome to the Top Line Podcast. My name is Clay, and I'm joined by my lovely wife and co-host, Katie, and we are a podcast that covers anything and everything related to the Vegas Golden Knights hockey team. Katie, how are you doing this evening? I am doing well, Clay. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing real, real well, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. Uh, it's going to be an awesome time talking about a bunch of Vegas things. we got some off-ice things. we got some on-ice things. Uh, today, we will be covering uh, the, the previous three games that happened last week while also giving away some of our weekly awards that we always do and then previewing next week's three games. So it's going to be a fun podcast. I'm, I'm excited to jump in. Katie, do you have anything to say to them? Uh, yeah, just thanks for being here and let's do that hockey let's do that hockey all right let's start with off ice let's talk about what's going on off ice do you have, you said you have something you want to talk about i do have something that i want to talk about all right bring it so you know vegas is playing on halloween night yes and you know they always have a halloween party every year gotta i love these pictures that i'm seeing they're on amazing so I came up with my top five faves. Okay, I was going to ask you, do you have like a, like a top three, yes. top five list? So first things first is uh, Wild Bill and his girlfriend Emily, and they it, were the Joker and Harley Quinn. Okay, is that number five or number one? Oh, yeah. That, you know, they're, num- they're my number one. They're your really, number one? I mean, there's not like a huge ranking, but they're, yeah. they're, they did a great job. Okay. Um, did you see that picture? It was. Wild it was Bill really, really good. Looks like it was really Joker. It made, it was kind of creepy. Yeah. It was actually really, really creepy. But his hair just looked so good. It was amazing. No, it was perfect. Um. Okay. So, Tuck and Sub. Yes. Well, they were. Uh, were they Buzz Lightyear and Woody? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Sub was Buzz Lightyear, and I literally just melted. Um, also, Mark Stone and his lady were Blades of Glory. Oh, is that where they were? And I was Mark trying to figure Stone's out what they were. Hair. Look at this. Look at this. Look at his hair. Oh my gosh. Okay, I was trying to figure out what they were. Yeah. That's really, really, and really funny. His hair's straight. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? That's amazing. Um, also, I loved uh, Cody Eakin. He was himself. No way. Yeah. Look right here. He's a leprechaun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then, um, honestly, I don't even know who else this is, but I know one of these people is Cody Glass right here, but they were the Penguin Bros. Okay, yeah, 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 that's good. <laughs> I tell you, looking at that, my favorite, after a quick look right here, my favorite costume is by far Ryan Reeves. He's because dressed he's as the Muffin Man. He's the Muffin Man. I know. That's hilarious. Also, do you know where Flurry is? Flurry is. I do not know where Flurry is at. He is right here. Oh yeah, he looks like from the Adams family. Yeah, that was so funny. (laughs) It was great. So that's my off the ice info (laughs) for this week. I tell you, they always bring it on Halloween, and I know I know most teams do some sort of Halloween party, get together, whatever. Why wouldn't you? It's it's an easy team building thing. Yeah. Um, But it's really really fun watching Vegas do it because they do it very very well. Yeah, they do. All right, my off ice thing this week. We had three major players return to practice. Praise. Schmitty came back. Woo! Tuck came back. Praise. And Sub came back. Hey. They all came back. Uh, so I was very excited about that. You know, Tuck and Schmitty especially are really important players. Subban has his own importance too as Absolutely. a backup goalie. But Schmitty and Tuck being back is a big, big deal. So Game changer. I just want to ask you, off the top of your head, how would you do the lines coming in to uh, – this next game if they are able to play on thursday well you know it's pretty funny what's that is i was gonna ask you later if you read that article oh yeah that sinbin did oh i didn't i didn't read the article okay well i did and i loved it um and it was really cool to see like their explanations as to why 
they did their lines like they did. Mm-hmm. So um, my lines would be Marchi, Carlson, and Riley. Yep, still. that makes sense. Total, total and makes sense. And then I would do um, Patches, Cody Glass, and Mark Stone. That's good. That's also a very good line. And then my third line would be Cody have, Eakin. Did you have Stastny at center? Stastny and Tuck. Oh, that's a good line. That's a good line. And then no stick Reeves and Carrier. As like the typical fourth line grinder. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, in my head I had Glass on the third line as the center and then bump Eakin down to the fourth line center, move Nozick to the left wing. But I think I, because Tuck is back and that gives Stastny a little bit more offense to play with. I like your lineup better than I liked mine. So tell me your defensive lineup then. Oh, see, that's so hard. Um, I think you keep you put Schmitty and McNabb back together. Absolutely. Uh, just because they played together so long. And maybe McNabb won't draw so many penalties. Yeah, yeah, it, it would it would help him. Um, and then I would go. Shea. I would go Shea and one of the rookies. I think I like Bischoff with Shea a little bit more. Yeah. Um. And then I would go Merrill and Holden. I would do the same. Yeah, that, that's tough. I mean, you could really put either of the rookies in there, and it wouldn't affect my opinion and on it. Derek England. Yeah, yeah. It, it just at this point, I mean, he's been playing better, but mm-hmm. I'd rather run with those lines than. But Shea with a uh, rookie, I mean, he's only a third year guy, so there's a little danger in there. But I think that's the best lineup. I at this point for me. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so exciting that they're they're coming back and and yep. it's coming at a needed time because last week was an interesting week when it came to Vegas hockey. Mm, very. So let's get right into it. Let's dive in. Um, first we won against the Blackhawks. Yep. Uh, two one. Yep. In the shootout. Which was a very good shootout for Vegas. Yes. Um, but we literally talked about the Senators game and how easy it was going to be and mm-hmm. it ended in a shootout. Yep. We talked about how we should probably beat the Blackhawks and it ended in a shootout. It's a bad it's a bad habit we have developing here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um so, I mean, last week we literally talked you talked about Patrick Kane and yep. you talked about Kirby Doc. Yep. And guess who scored? Off of Patrick Kane pass. Like it was a uh, Kirby fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great nickname for that guy. Yeah. If they don't call him that, that is a giant massive like mistake on their yeah, PR team. They definitely should. Um so, you know, again, we thought Vegas should win and they just barely did. Barely. Um so sometimes, you know, you have to expect the upset. Mhm. And um also, I didn't realize that Peary was a former Blackhawk. Did you know that? I kind of knew it, but he—I mean, he's a he's a guy who's bounced around a little bit. Yeah, I know, low, but I just didn't know but yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, let's go game breakdown. Lines were weird again. The, yeah, they switched them up for during at some point. I don't remember when. Was it from the jump? Um, I don't remember. But it, it got off at yeah. some point. Yeah. So the only line Gallant left was the no sit Carrier Reeves line. Yep. That fourth line grind. Fourth line grinder. That's yep. it. Um, so it was first line was Wild Bill with Patches and Riley, mm-hmm. and then it was Peary Stone Eakin, yep. which is weird to me. That's a weird combo. And then it was Marchy Glass and Stastny. Yep, which honestly that. could work, but I love Marchy being with that top line. Yeah, yeah. My top line, I guess I should say. <laughs> um, and then same carrying Nosek and Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley had an incredible takeaway on the first penalty kill and man if he could have got 
that shot in, whew, it just would have been great. Yeah, Riley, Riley played really well. Yeah, he did. It was a did. good stick lift, took it. Yeah. And then, um, basically, I don't know, shots on goal were pretty even. Chicago played well. They played well. Yeah. And I didn't feel like Vegas played super well either. I don't think they played well, but they at least held their own against them and didn't let shots in. Yeah. You know? Um, they didn't allow for an astronomical shot amount of shots on goal either. Yeah. It was pretty even. Um, saying that, Flurry had so many saves. Well, that's the thing. It felt like shots are pretty even. And yeah. we, we actually had a higher Corsi rating. It was a, We had a 60% Corsi rating, which, once again, if nobody knows what that means that's listening, um, that is the shots that you take that are blocked, missed, or on net um, versus the other team. So Vegas had 60% of the shots that were taken during the game. And... It didn't feel like that at all. I felt like the Blackhawks controlled the game for most of the time, and and Flurry, like you were saying, was phenomenal. Phenomenal, especially in that second period. He had a couple saves that made my jaw drop. I yeah, couldn't believe it. Definitely. Um, but other than those saves, it was a pretty uneventful yes first and even second period. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get to the third period. Down one nothing. Down one nothing. Which we, we based off some of those shots, like you said, the shots that the Blackhawks took were dangerous, but they didn't take a ridiculous amount of them. Right. If it wasn't for Flurry, this game could have got ugly really, really fast. Really ugly. Um, so you know, we get to the third period and I'm like, Oh man, I don't know if we're gonna do it. This game might just be one oh and oh, then yeah. Nick Holden. The the greatest goal scorer of all time. Oh yeah. Nick Holden. Yeah. Um so Mark Stone had a phenomenal pass. That pass was so good. Three Blackhawks. Such a good pass. Um, and I was just, like I said, I was just getting real nervous that we weren't going to force mm-hmm. the overtime. And then nothing happened in overtime, you know, a couple shots. But yep. um, so then we head to the shootout. And the first um, Blackhawk is the captain. How do you say his name again? Towels? Taze. Jonathan Taze. Um, so he scores on Flurry mm-hmm. um, right over the glove. And then comes Brandon Peary. Which he's actually been pretty good. I know, but... The, mm. you're, you are fully out on well, Brandon, the just, Brandon Peary experience. I get, like, waiting, but I feel like he waited way too long. He waited a long And then he was time. just, like, basically in front of the goalie's pads and was like, oh, here. And then yeah, tried to sweep really, it back really and there, shoot it, yeah. and it just didn't work. Um, so then Patrick Kane, saved by Flurry. It actually got through Flurry, and then he it, covered it. It was, and I was real nervous. It was hanging there for a while. Yeah. And then Marchie hit that top shelf. It, it was, was beautiful. a beautiful, beautiful goal. And then um, Debrinket, right pad. And then he got a little extra something, something from Mark and Andre Fleury. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> um, and then Shea came in with the game winner, backhand over the glove. And that was it. That Two was points. It. Let's move on. Which was good. I, I thought... I was laying in bed watching the game. I was out in the living room. Yeah. and Could you hear me? Yeah, you were freaking out. Yes, but I like, was. I was sitting there. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, This is such a poor performance by Vegas. After what's been an up and down week the week before. Yeah. After that Flyers loss last week, we were like, okay, you really got to bring against the, the Blackhawks mm-hmm. to get back on track. And I was like, they, it's not that they came out flat. They just it, – it was not the aggressive performance Vegas. like – electric moving around a lot it just felt kind of they felt stagnant pretty much all game and you know you kind of saw that in some of the shots that 
they were able to get. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blackhawks were able and to some get. Some of the saves Flurry had to make. Yeah, had to make. Had to make. And yeah. and he was unbelievable that whole game. But I was just, I, I was just very at, until that goal happened. I was very disappointed. The fact that we were able to get two points out of that game. Mm-hmm surprise me based on well i mean when you're down one with a minute 30 left you know if you you even that up that's that's pretty surprising in its first place but it was a uh i was thinking tough game at least we got a point mediocre game yeah exactly i was like yeah no matter what we got a point of a game that maybe we shouldn't have Mm -hmm. um but pulled it out which was very important considering the next game that we're going to be talking about yikes which was a loss to the avalanche we lost 6-1 6-1 here's the issue with that it was nevada day right like how you gonna White not play well on nevada day home. i thought this was gonna be a good game for vegas i thought they were gonna come out firing i mean it is a beautiful combination of jerseys days the fans are gonna be there they're gonna be off the wall because they all have off work and and um out of school and all that stuff so i'm like this is gonna be a great environment and they're going to show up, and they're going to play, and we're going to get on a little run. And then me and you watch that first minute inside of your Jeep yep, waiting for a high school football game. And it was about the worst first minute of hockey I have ever seen in my entire life. However. It was awful. Not for Belmar. Not for Pebbles. <laughs> Thankfully, Pebbles was the one who scored, which right. made me happy. But right. that first minute, and really that led into the rest of the, the period and into the game, they were flying around, and Vegas didn't look like they could do anything. It's like they didn't have any juice. No juice. It's which, like literally they got the Vegas flu. Yeah, and it was such a weird thing. It's exactly what you're saying. Like it felt like they got the Vegas flu. They they were not flying around at all. Mm-mm. They looked slow. They looked like they didn't care. They looked like they didn't want to be there. It was yeah. a, a really awful performance. And you know, you, you made it through most of the first period, and it was one nothing. Mm-hmm. Wild Bill ends up scoring his first goal that wasn't a empty netter all yep. season, so that was exciting. And then forty five seconds later, they tie it back or they go up by one again. It's like, and then it's five unanswered goals. Then five unanswered goals. So it just got worse and worse and worse. Uh, Flurry ended up getting pulled halfway through the second, and it was not his fault. Honestly, I mean, though, I mean, Gallant's my mentality had to be why waste him yeah he literally said after the game i pulled him to save him it was embarrassing the way they were playing like and flurry was oh, not he happy was angry he was not happy and i wouldn't be either because he's out there making all of these incredible saves mm-hmm. and you're just not giving him any support and he's right. your starting goalie and he's yeah. amazing and he goes out there and busts his butt for you yeah. every single night no matter how awful you play it was brutal and yeah i think and I think a lot of people said this afterwards as well. It exposed the gaps in Vegas's game right yeah. now. The Blackhawks, the ace. The Blackhawks could have done this to Vegas Absolutely. in their own way. Like that second period could have been a blowout mm-hmm. really easily, but Flurry kept in. This was the game that got exposed, and it, there was zero effort, zero drive. They looked like a team that didn't want to be on the ice. Yep. And by the end of the game, they were completely and utterly defeated. Yep. And frankly, in the game of hockey, there's going to be games that are like this where you just get whooped. Like, it's going to happen. That's the flow of the season. That's all right. But this one felt different. Mm-hmm. This one felt like a complete wake-up call game where it's like, hey, you better get your stuff together because 
this could go very badly very quickly. And did they have a good record at this point? Yeah. Yes, like seven and five after this game still isn't bad, but it was like you could tell there was just gaps in the system and gaps in the players and, and the effort, and it was like someone needed to slap them awake. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about that game? I mean, shots on goal were 40 to 26. Ugh. 40 shots on goal. And then um, Sparks came in mm-hmm. when Flurry went out, and he came in with like 12.36 left in the second period. Yeah. And honestly, he did not do a terrible job. No, given the way Vegas was playing, don't only give up two. And he yeah. he made 12, was it 12 out of 14 saves? Not I bad. mean, that's not bad, especially for, you know, not being or for being an AHL, you know, coming right. up. So, I don't know. That's just crazy to me. And then to go 0 and 4 on the power play? Yeah, it they there was just no They were 2 thirds on the penalty hockey. kill, but I mean that doesn't even mean anything. It they was just, just bad yeah. hockey at that point. So, all right, let's move on. Because and Vegas need to move on after this yes. cuz they they definitely needed a bounce back. They definitely needed something mm-hmm. to step into, and thankfully, it looks like that happened with the game against the Ducks. Yes, it does. Thank God for the Ducks. Yeah, putting us back on the dub side <laughs> again. Um, so first, you one hundred percent did not lie. Their, I didn't lie. Their goalie so good is phenomenal, phenomenal. John Gibson is the best goalie in the league. <laughs> Literally, shots on goal. In favor of Vegas during this game. This is the craziest 49 to 15. How do you only get 15 shots in a game? How do you get 49? That's pretty good. That's like Vegas is high all time is 53. So Vegas almost hit their career high. Yeah. And their defense gave up or their their, the rest of the team gave up 15 shots on goal. 15 shots. John Gibson's save percentage was .898. And I, honestly, that's great considering we took 49 shots. Like, it, the, there was a moment, I, I don't know if you saw, I think it was in like the third peri- second or third period, where they went on a power play, and it was like a delayed power play. So, you know, typically the goalie skates off. Mm-hmm. And like he came out of a stance, and it was like he was walking to the bench just because his legs were so dead because yeah. he'd just been in a stance for the entire game the at that point. The whole time. Yep. Um, and then we went 50% on the power play. Two yep, not four. bad. Listen to this. We did not give up, but one penalty this game. I was so happy. It was amazing. Me too. Is that a new record? It is a new <laughs> record, it feels like. Um. Also, it was late in the third period, so I was really impressed. i tell you what was hilarious about that is Sinbin uh, tweeted out, uh, you know what? We haven't done this game. And then I promise you not the 30 seconds happened. Mm. The penalty happened. And he was like, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's us. Like, oh, this game's going to be so easy. And then it ends in a shootout. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with that, with only giving up one, we were 100% on the PK. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> what a great stat. Um, so let's go over the goals. So first period was Getzlaff. Yep. Ryan Getzlaff. Yep. Um, four minutes into the first. Which... I got really, really worried at that because point. Because they were because when we don't come out and get up, it was quick into the game. Mm-hmm. It was it was one of those moments like, are you serious? Like, is this gonna happen all over? Like, is this is are this we the Avs game all over again? Are we gonna get like? Are we really not here? To, did we really not come to play at this point? Right. Like you, I was legitimately worried that not a repeat of the Avs game was gonna happen, but they would come out flat again. I'm like, you cannot come out flat again after, after the, that the last game. Yeah. So then uh, Mark Stone goal, 34, 34 seconds, seconds later. Yeah, technically uh-huh. off of Cam Fowler. You know what? I'll I take still, it, though. 
I still got to say, though, Mark Stone, he did what a good player should do, mm-hmm. uh, best player on the ice should do. He grabbed the, got the puck, skated through, made his move, and then proceeded to rip a shot. Yeah. It was a hard wrister, hit mm-hmm. off the post, and just getting a shot on net at that point is a big deal. And yeah. then maybe, hopefully, you get a punch in, you get maybe. someone Something. came, Cam Fowler, terrible mistake. Sorry. But I'm okay with it. I yep. thought it was a really, really important play. Yep. So then uh, Ryan Reeves. <laughs> Anytime Ryan Reeves scores. I know. I laugh. That's 740 in the game. And then. Nicholas Waugh. Nick Waugh. Let's just talk about that for a second. Okay. It really irritates me because it's spelled R-O-Y. That is Roy. We are in America. <laughs> okay. Also, though, I'm just like. March is so. You don't pronounce a W with his R. What is this? That's true. I don't understand. It's funny, though. The greatest goaltender pretty much of all time, or people would say the top two or three. What was his name? Wall? Patrick Wall. That's he played so for weird. the Avalanche. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, anyway, first but, hey, NHL stay goal. you, Canada. Stay you. Yeah, that's right. We're North American bros. Okay, first NHL goal for him, which was awesome. He looked good. He did. He did. He played well. His celly. Can we talk about his celly for a <laughs> yes. second? He... One, I just I love watching guys score their first goal just because they are obviously it's so super exciting. Sad. He ran and jumped into those boards mm-hmm. so hard, so hard. Yep. Um, okay, so then second period, Wild Bill assisted by the two bros. Yep. Riley and Marchie. It was a it was a nice little punch in after a yep. great play. I only goal. Of the did second you period. see Riley Smith's entry into the zone on that play yes. where he dangled the mess out of that defender? Can we just say that I love Riley Smith? You all, you do every podcast. Okay. Just had to put it out there this time. Um, all right. So only goal in the second period. Great job. Wild Bill. Very good job. And then third period, Stastny assisted by Patches and Stone with um, just like four minutes into the that period. That Patches play was yeah. beautiful. Yep. That was a great pass. That little spin into the dish. Like it was, it's one of those plays that you, oh yeah, you're really, 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 that's why we traded for you. Mm-hmm. And then um, Henrik scored a couple minutes later, and that's the end of the goals. Yep. Also, shots on goal for Patches. Zero for seven. He had a lot of shots on goal. Shots on goal for Marchie. Zero for six. I Those two have been getting a lot of shots on net. A lot, and they just don't go they're in. Just, they're just snake bitten right now. I know. But they, but those two, I'm like, the goals are going to come. The goals are going to come because they're just ripping it. They're they're taking great shots. They're hitting a lot of posts. They're they're playing well. I tell you, one of the things I noticed about this game, uh, one, Nick Waugh looked good, mm-hmm. um, and I liked moving Nozick up to the third line. Yeah. Uh, I thought that stabilized the third line a little bit. Like, obviously, I don't think Nozick's a great offensive player. But he does not have the the lapses of a Peary. And I got to say, the third line, it's it's still doing nothing. Eakin yeah. has done... They just haven't connected. Eakin has done nothing offensively so far this year. But at least with Nozick up there, they turned into not a nosebleed of a defensive line. And mm-hmm. that's what they were. You had a rookie on one side. You had Peary on the other. And then Eakin... Eakin's good defensively, but adding those two together, it kind of made a, a sketchy performance. So I'm very interested in seeing what that shift looks like when Tuck comes back. Yeah, I'm excited for Tuck to come back. Um, do you want to go into your player of the week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we got that good palate cleanser after the 
Avalanche game, and, and we had that palate cleanse into the, the, the Anaheim Ducks game. I'm ready for our weekly awards. Okay, well, let's go with it. Okay, who's your player of the week? My player of the week is Marchi. Marchi, really? Yeah, 100%. I know he hasn't scored a bunch, Yeah, but he's busting his butt. He's, I will say that. He's And he's there when it counts. He's played really, really well. He has, and he's there when it counts. The shootouts, especially when you got Brandon Peary going in front of you. Uh, so we talked about he had six shots on goal for the Ducks. He had two in the Avs game, which, to be honest, which was the average per person on our team anyway. Yeah. And then three versus the Blackhawks. Um, so I'm just hoping to see him win some of those chances um, over these next few games, which, you know, we'll talk about in a bit. But I just think that he's just out there grinding, and um, one day his shots are going to yeah. go in. That's the tricky thing about Marchie. He's playing really well. It's mm-hmm. just not producing – yeah. Point totals. Uh, my player of the week was Mark Stone. Uh, of course. Two reasons why. And it was just because he's he, your captain. He's captain, my <laughs> captain. He made two of the biggest plays. He made the two biggest plays I felt like in both of the victories mm-hmm. this week. I mean, Nick Holden, not a goal scorer. Nope. That pass could was not amazing. Be in a better spot. Yep. To set Nick Holden up to score, um, and then. That answer against Anaheim, I know it was a mistake by the Ducks defenseman, yeah. but the fact that Marchie, or sorry, that the fact that Mark Stone got that puck and was willing to just go and drive like a like a captain slash best player should do, yep. and and rip a shot on net and just try to get something going, and then ho- hopefully they make a mistake or we get a punch it in. The fact that he did that, it was a difference maker, and uh, his three points were the most. Uh, out of any player in those three games, which is kind of crazy because three points is not a lot of points. But right. um, so that that adds into a little bit, but more so than anything, not stat related, but moment related. He provided two of the biggest moments that were needed because I that Ducks game could have turned bad me- mentally if it wasn't for a quick answer like they had. Yeah, um, I could also easily make a case for Flurry too, mm-hmm. um, just because all he, the saves, all the saves. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll but talk about him later. We'll talk about him a lot later. We literally he's our player of the week every week because we have a whole segment dedicated to him. And speaking of the play of the week, what's your play of the week? My play of the week is Nick Waugh's hit to force a turnover, which resulted in Ryan Reeves' goal in the game against the Ducks. Okay, to put him up. Yeah. He had a great um hit. Yep. And like you said, when Ryan Reeves scores, the goalie needs to go sit on the bench. So <laughs> <laughs> even if it's John Gibson. That's right. Um, so yeah, that was my play of the week. Yeah. I just thought it was cool. Uh, I thought my play of the week was Flurry's diving save against Chicago in the second period. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fe- when he he jumped across, he, it at first when I first watched it, I thought it was he blocked it with his chest. No, but he, it was a right glove hand, um, left stick punch in the air. Mm-hmm. And typical flurry moves. Typical flurry move, yeah. flying all over the place. It, there was zero reason he should have been able to stop the goal. Typical flurry. But why that was the play of the week for me was if they scored there, they're suddenly up two nothing, and the way our offense was looking that game, there's no it way it would have been bad. There's no way we could have scored two. Yeah. Um. So his, and that's kind of accumulation of his entire second period. Mm-hmm. He played incredible. Uh. But that was the save that I was most impressed of with in that stretch. So that is why it's my play of the week because it kind of saved the game for right. Vegas. So that's your flurry of the week too. Actually, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about Flurry of the Week since we're already talking about it. All right. Let's, let's, um, so, <laughs> my fave Flurry of the Week was during the shootout um, when he sticks his right 
pad out and then he um caught to brink it yeah and just kind of like tripped him up too that was and funny. i know that that wasn't on purpose yeah. but at the same time i was just like i bet you flurry was grinning about that he blocked <laughs> it and tripped him yeah that's a classic so, flurry move that's my flurry of the week and all the blackhawk saves because there was just a lot of good ones yeah my flurry of the week is when uh he got pulled and he stepped off the ice and he smashed his stick yep. and the reason why that was my decision was because it sure felt like a moment where he could really where he could really show that what they were doing wasn't acceptable. And anytime Flurry, who is a captain in his own sense as well, shows that kind of emotion, it's kind of a wake up for call for the team. And you saw the post game comments by every player. They're yep. like, "We are so sorry for Flurry." We mm-hmm. like it was a very like the team legitimately felt bad for how they played in front of Flurry. And they should. They should because. We talked about that earlier. I mean, he's just out there making incredible saves, and if you're not going to play well, mm-hmm. what is he doing that for? Right. So he was rightfully very angry, rightfully. and I'm hoping it was the wake-up call Vegas needed. Yeah. Penalty of the week? Yep, penalty of the week. My penalty, I am celebrating William Carrier's only penalty and the only penalty for Vegas in the Ducks game. Yeah. Because it was... 14 minutes into the third period. Yep. That's so long. That was a long time. I was very happy with that. That's a long stretch. Very happy. So with with how Vegas that. has been playing, it's good that that was finally our first penalty of the uh, of the game. Exactly. Uh, my uh, penalty of the week uh, was when Stastny tripped Kadri halfway through the second period of the Avalanche game, which then led to the Avalanche scoring, which then led to Flurry getting pulled, which was good because it was the wake-up call that That's was needed. Right. So, uh, ironically, both of our penalties this week were against Vegas. Yours was very good because they showed improvement. Mine <laughs> was, right. what in the world are we doing, guys? They needed that to show improvement. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so up next, uh, we go... We're at home. At home against Montreal Canadiens. On Halloween. It'll be fun. I can only imagine the Vegas crowd that evening. Well, do you know what they're doing? Uh-uh. They're celebrating uh, the Day of the Dead. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And they put out this really sweet logo that's like, you know, like the Sugar Skull style. Oh, yeah, that's the so cool. the logo. It's really awesome. Um, so, I know we talked about this already, but... I like literally have all these exclamation points around this note. The fact that it's the return of the full lineup. Yes. I'm so I mean, that's what, that was the biggest point for me as well. Yeah. Um, we definitely need to have this on the TV, even though we're busy. Yep. Because I need to keep tabs. Absolutely. Yes. It, it's huge. Um, and I don't know. I was going to talk about the whole Sinbin article thing, but um, y'all should go read that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. I'm going to go check it out as soon yeah, as we get finished. It's good. Here, You'll it's, like it. It's important. It is. Um, and what I was going to say to, to previous game, all signs are pointing to Tuck and Schmidt being back in the lineup, and that's huge. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how they, they turn out. Um, to give you a little insight on Montreal, uh, Montreal had a nice little season last year. They had the 14th best record uh, in the league. They missed playoffs. That was kind of a shocking uh play by them no one thought they'd be that great but they, they played pretty well um they're five four and two this year they're scoring at a good clip so far they are tied with vegas uh for seventh in the league in goals and they mm-hmm. are 15th in goals allow allowed um and then they also have thomas tatar and nick suzuki who we gave up oh, to yeah. get patches because this is patches uh original team and um tatar had an amazing season last year he's playing Decent this season, uh, and they have some really solid depth on the first three lines of their team. Um, they don't have really any star, 
but they do have great depth. And yeah. um, they have three guys with 10 points, Jonathan Druin, uh, Gallagher, and Max Domi. And their record is 5-6 as of today uh, with two overtime losses. Yep, so 5-4-2 f- yeah. and two from a, a One thing I will thing. say is um, they beat the St. Louis Blues twice this year. That's I mean that's a, those two big wins then yeah I didn't realize they had, mm-hmm. so yeah those are two really really big wins for the Canadians definitely um, and I think overall I think the result of this game is important I'm not sure what to expect because I feel like Vegas keeps doing this thing where they're really on and they re- they're they're off again um, I want to say they're going to come out and be a solid to very decent team but at this point the consistent consistency hasn't been great right however I don't think that's the most important thing of this game I think what's most important is seeing how Schmidt and Tuck look in their games back as well as what the lineups look like. I absolutely agree with that. Okay. Next game versus uh, the Jets at home Winnipeg? October 2nd. You mean November 2nd? November 2nd. That's yeah. right. Halloween is 1031. The last yeah. Yeah. Month, my so. brain. Yeah. So uh, the Winnipeg Jets, you know, I watched them a lot two years ago when they you were did. in the playoffs you against Nashville because I needed to know what VGK was going to be up against. Yep. Play them against, um, play against the Jets in the finals. It two was years fun. later. I don't really know much, <laughs> but um, really, you know, we play at the Fortress and Winnipeg's record at this moment is six and six. So they have a 50-50 shot. Yep. Um, what I do remember is Patrick Laine, yep. who has 13 points at the moment. Yeah, he's good. Um, he's very good. And he's tied with Mark. Sheffley. Yeah. Both of them are very good players. Yep. Uh, Laine has three goals on the season while Sheffley has four and... While this isn't great, they both have the most assists on the team, which is 9 and 10, respectively, mm-hmm. um, which makes up most of their points. But that just says that they put the puck in the right place at the yeah. right time. Yeah, they're so, very solid offensive players. Um, I also read that the coach is changing up some of the lines this week, so I'll be interested to see if they keep that going into the Vegas game. Um, and they played the Ducks tonight. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up changing some of their lines. Uh, I was looking at kind of what their stats were, too, and they are 24th in goals scored. 21st in goals allowed. Uh, they've been pretty disappointing so far, and they're 22nd in the power play. But what's really crazy about them is they are the worst team in the penalty kill at 64% of the time there's a power play against them. They get scored on. Wow. So if we get a chance to be on the power play, we have to take advantage of it. Um, maybe that means Marchie's, one of Marchie's shots yeah, will go in. Maybe. Um, and, and I think part of that is they have a really, really young defense core. Uh their goalie, Hellebuck, has been really solid given what's been in front of him mm-hmm. and that penalty kill stat, but um, they're just getting murdered on that, that penalty kill, and it's, it's pretty rough. So Let's keep um, that going. Yeah, metrics for the team overall stat-wise are not great. They've been kind of disappointed. I know they were, they're were they on pace to miss the playoffs, and at the beginning of the season they kind of had 50-50 odds, uh, but right now they're kind of grinding their way to a 6-6 six and six record. So I could see this game going pretty well. Either way, they're a pretty talented team still um, in spots, but Depends they're also on who shows up. yeah. It's also kind of depleted at other spots, so it'll be interesting. Um, and then the next game after that, we have uh, at the Columbus Blue Jackets on October fifth. On November fifth. November fifth. It's I literally am, the second time. My brain just <laughs> something's going on there. Super off right now. So November fifth, um, and I loved what they did last year. They were kind of pegged as sellers at for the entire year, like they were going to trade away their players. Um, and those two k- trade candidates they had were Panarin and uh, Brabowski. And both are very, 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 very good. And then at that point they traded away, or they traded for Matt Duchesne 
And then this year, none of them came back. Yikes. I still loved what they did because they competed and, and tried to make a move, but um, it didn't really work in their favor uh, for this year. This past off season, they signed Gustav Nyquist, who is a fine, solid second liner. Um, and then on the defensive side, they have two young studs in uh, Seth Jones and Zach Rowinski, and that's kind of led them to a 5-4-2 and two record. Uh, they're 23rd in goals scored and 25th in allowed. Where they really struggle, just kind of like the, the Jets, is their special teams. Uh, they've given up, actually, the most shorthanded goals in the league. Oh, wow. uh, their I power play that. has been really, really terrible. And it seems, from what I did some research on it, uh, the fans are getting a little restless. So this is a game uh, where they need to take advantage of that that poor um, special team play. Um, and they this is another game where it's a solid team. Um, that Vegas should be better than in most games, more often than not. Um, and right now they're they're kind of in a little bit of a disarray. Uh, they have a very old school angry coach. Uh, John Tortella is a angry, angry human. And honestly, actually, they they just have an angry team. There is a viral clip uh, of their goalie uh, after their last or during their last game where he gave up a goal and he grabbed his stick and swung it and smashed it against the net and then yelled out some very choice words choice words yes we'll <laughs> go with choice words um and it was really funny to watch but you're also going "Ooh, that is not good for a team right. so that's not good um, sportsmanship not only you know in front of the fans but in front of your teammates yeah yeah so it it's it's uh they seem to be in a little bit of a disarray um but overall i mean i think all three of these games are very winnable i think so too um I think these three games are losable, too, because they're three decent teams. Right, but and you just never know. You never know, but I think, especially with Schmidt and Tuck coming back, if they come back ready to play rather than trying to get worked in, I think there's a chance of three wins for next time we uh, get together. That's right. So our most important thing this week is that Tuck, Schmitty, and Sub are back. Yes, absolutely the most important and thing. And we are looking forward to these three games. Hopefully they are all wins. Um, we will find out next week on the Top Line Podcast. That's right. Uh, Katie, is there anywhere they can reach us or, or find out any more information? Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at the Top Line Pod. Our podcast is also on Google and Spotify. Yep. And you can also check out chronicle-sports.com where Clay writes about Vegas, but also about the NBA. And? As always, go Knights, go.